Welcome to the Relax It's Retirement podcast with Josh Leonard from Leonard Advisory Group. In this podcast, we help those nearing retirement greet it with a well-prepared smile. Join Josh and his guests to learn the retirement and tax planning tips you need so you too can live your golden years with the happiness and excitement you deserve. Hear stories from his years of experience to help you transition into a fun and intentional retirement. Now, on to the show. Hello and welcome to the Relax It's Retirement podcast with your host, Josh Leonard, where we talk about transitioning into retirement with intent. I'm Wendy McConnell. Today, we're going to be talking about traveling, one of my favorite things, Josh. I love it. Yeah, it's that time of the year when many of us take a summer vacation or do some other traveling. So thought it'd be a good time to uh, go through some some tips here. want to make sure that we're safe, especially when we're traveling internationally. And a lot of these will be focused more on that. Okay. So did you have some kind of uh, incident <laughs> where this you know, was required for you to find out? Yeah, I think, you know, some are lessons learned by myself, most by others, fortunately. But when I was studying abroad in Hong Kong, my mom came to visit and we went to Beijing. And uh, there's, I don't know if they're still doing it, but at the time it was well known, just not to me and my mother, of the Beijing tea scam. And this is a scenario where by populist tourist sites, they send out a young student And they approach you saying, hey, I'm learning English. You know, do you mind grabbing a cup of coffee or tea with me to practice my English a little bit more? And we had just visited a site and decided we would. They brought us to this really nice tea house and uh, we had some tea, talked for a little bit. And then the bill came, which was several hundreds of dollars for For tea, tea? mind you. But, But yeah, you know, tea can be quite expensive in other countries but that was certainly not our intent or if someone said hey wendy do you want to grab a cup of coffee or a cup of tea you'd probably think okay like a cup of tea coffee maybe even at starbucks here your worst case is like 12 bucks maybe and that's worst case i was gonna say seven not hundred so even if you (laughs) buy it for someone else okay maybe at most you know you're at 20 bucks or something you're right yeah so that was a bit of a stunner and and we navigated our way out of it without paying the full bill but in many foreign countries you have to be careful because the cops might be in on this too so you certainly don't want it to turn into a bigger situation so I will never jump in and get tea. So I uh, just won't do that one again. But that was one that that we sort of learned the lesson the hard way. And my dad loves teasing me and my mom about that. Well, you know, you do know, you guys want to drink some tea? Do you want to drink some tea? That's the thing is like you're trying to be nice. You know, you're trying to do a good deed. And this is what happens. You know, this is why nobody's nice anymore. Josh, I think that's it. You know, I think, uh, you know, that was that was a tough one for us. But, you know, these kind of things happen. So, Wendy, do you have any uh, failures in international or domestic travel? No, not really. I mean, I really haven't gone overseas, really. So, I mean, that's not an issue. Anything on your bucket list to travel Uh, overseas? Oh, everywhere. (laughs) Everywhere. Okay, okay. (laughs) Everywhere I haven't been, which is a lot. (laughs) Okay, well, then these will be great tips for you, too. Okay, great. Um, Let's dig in. Yeah, yeah. So I th- I would say the first one here is just blend in. So, you know, don't go to a very poor co- country and be having all kinds of flashy jewelry, right? Leave that at home, especially if you're going to be out in public and stuff. 
What do you think about your uh, like your wedding rings? You know, a lot of them are very flashy and, you know, it's women like to wear their wedding rings. Do you do you suggest that maybe leave them at home, too? Yeah, that can certainly be something to leave at home. Now, certainly, I think, you know, for my wife and I, I think we like to signify if we're especially traveling without each other that, hey, you know, take him. Right. right. You know, um, but they do make silicone rings now. Many people use those for exercise or something like that. They tend to be fairly cheap. So no one's going to steal that from you, right? Okay. No one wants to steal a piece of silicone, but they'll take the big diamond ring, certainly. Yes, for sure. I would say for males, of course, that's less of a concern. Our wedding bands tend to not be as much. I think the other thing that you could do is maybe leave the big ring at home and just bring a wedding band or something a little bit simpler and more low key. It's a good idea. Okay, what else? What else do we have to do to blend in? I would say, you know, try to put things in secure pockets. So don't have your wallet bulging out of your back pocket where it's quite visible, right? If you do like to keep your wallet in your back pocket, have a zipper pocket. At least make some deterrent there. Okay. We'll talk a little bit more about storing money and, and valuables a little bit later on here. But I would say overall with blending in, the goal is just try to keep a low profile, right? You can be, you'll be apparent enough that you're a tourist in most cases. So try to blend in as much as possible and also know the basics of local laws. So you don't want to get in trouble for something that's sort of an obvious law to the locals, right? Okay. The worst case scenario of international travel is going to jail, right? Yeah, that wouldn't be a, a very good memory, probably. Yeah, I would like to avoid that. Uh, my wife and I were in Hawaii two summers ago. And learned an interesting law there that it's actually illegal to have a drink on the dance floor. So any designated dance floor. Now, I'm sure if you're at your friend's house and you start dancing, no one's going to break down the door. But okay. if you're at an event and there's a dance floor, like a wedding or we were at a conference, uh, we were informed that you can't have a drink in your hand while dancing. Were you arrested? I was not arrested. And oh. we, there were signs at the event we were at. But I thought that was sort of an interesting law, right? Yeah, yeah, we would never think that. Right, right. But, you know, that's that's probably a very mild case, but you wouldn't want to get in trouble for something as silly as that. No, absolutely not. So what else? I would say next, second point would be have an emergency plan. So who are you going to call? Keep a list of numbers with you. You know, I think many of us in our day-to-day -day lives, we don't remember phone numbers as much. When I was a kid, even, you know, I had to dial people's phone numbers. Uh, yes, I remember it well. And I still, I have a, a few phone numbers that I still remember. I remember my wife's phone number, my mom, my dad, our old home phone that doesn't exist anymore. I three of my phone numbers from when I was a child. <laughs> yeah. But that, you know, if they're not up to date in your head, that's not really going to help you if you're traveling and you don't have your cell phone with you or if your cell phone doesn't work in that area. So, you know, with that, it's also good to have a list of the local emergency number. So what is 911 in the country that you're traveling to or an English speaking version of that, depending on the country you're at. So you can clearly communicate with those emergency services. Okay. Um, another good thing to know with your emergency plan is where is the nearest embassy to where you're going to be? If you're really getting a sticky situation, you'd want to know where the U.S. embassy is. That sounds scary, Josh. <laughs> it does. And depending on your know level where of the travel. U.S. embassy is? What kind of trouble am I going to get in? <laughs> yeah, well, hopefully nothing, but it's good to know, right? Okay. Wendy, you can also sign up for the Smart Traveler 
enrollment program or step program to receive alerts from the embassy. So if you're in a particularly risky country, this might be a good idea. So you're notified if there's any civil unrest or things like that. You may want to get out of the country quicker. Yeah, you just never know these days, right? (laughs) Yep. And depending on where you're traveling. Now, if you're going to the Dominican Republic to stay on a resort, Okay, that might not be as critical as if you're traveling to Iran or or something oh, that yes. is, you know, a lot more of a of a risk there. Gotcha. Uh, third tip I'd say is bring a basic first aid kit. Any of your regular medications, of course, you want to bring any allergy medicines. I know for me, I have seasonal allergies. Well, sometimes when I travel, that's activated by different climates or different plants that maybe I'm past my seasonal time here in Michigan, but I might not be in another spot in the world. I'd say any motion sickness too. If you're planning on being on boats and you get motion sickness, well, okay, you might want to bring some medicine to help you deal with that. Basic stuff like band-aids, antiseptic wipes, basic pain medication, antibiotic ointment like Neosporin. Again, depending on the travel, you might not have access to that stuff quickly. Well, and you know, my last little trip that I took, I did not have band-aids and I walked so much. Ooh. I had blisters. Yep, yep. Thankfully, my hotel had some. But yeah, I would have been in a lot of trouble if I wouldn't have been able to get some Band-Aids. So that's something I will never forget again. Yeah, yep. But see, that just have a basic kit maybe and just keep it in your suitcase. Another one I'd say is like sunscreen bug repellent, right? Especially if you're going to the beach. I'm sure you can buy sunscreen there, but it might be quite a bit more expensive. Oh, of course it will be. Yes. If you have allergies or, you know, regularly carry an EpiPen, make sure you have that with you. Yeah. Okay. What else? I'm going to say also consider short-term travel insurance. So know the risk if your trip is canceled. If your trip is canceled, what happens then? A lot of people through COVID sort of got a reminder of this where some companies said, oh, well, we'll defer the trip till question mark and... You know, if your circumstances change, well, you might not be able to get on that trip if you're not physically able anymore, especially if you're in retirement or if something else changes. So know what your financial risk is there. If it's not tolerable to you, then I'd say evaluate the cost of that insurance. Many of these policies can also cover things like stolen property. So if you're on your trip and someone steals something from you, you lose, you know, I don't know, a laptop or something like that, something quite valuable. It'd be nice to be able to replace that, right, Wendy? It sure would. I would say also evaluate your medical needs while you're traveling. What if you fall and break your arm or something like that? What is the cost of that medical care in the foreign country that you might be in? And any of your health plans or if you're on Medicare with supplements, what does that cover? Make sure you know what that risk is. And again, look at that travel insurance. Some of those policies can cover medical there as well. These are really good ideas because I have heard a number of people that have had health incidents while away. So, yeah, this is really important stuff. Yeah. And I think at my life stage, Wendy, I tend to think of, oh, I'm doing something really cool, right? And fall and break my arm or something like that. Now, for the record, I've never broken my arm, but it could happen, right? It could um, happen. Next vacation. That's right. Yeah. Knock on wood. We'll avoid that. Uh, but if something like that were to happen, Wendy, it'd be nice to know at least what cost to expect there. Okay. Um, in many cases, when we're traveling to other countries, we'd rather not go to a hospital. But if we need to, let's make sure that we're going to be able to pay to actually get out of that hospital. <laughs> right. Exactly. 
And if you're really a big jet setter, you can look at a annual plan for these travel insurance. So if you plan on going to Europe and Asia and maybe South America all in the same year, maybe it makes sense to just look at a insurance policy that's going to cover that all. Good to know for the future. Yeah. So, so whenever you hit retirement, Wendy, yes, ashing out on those pickleball lessons. <laughs> I hope it's as lucrative as you keep making it seem. <laughs> so what else we got? What's number five? Number five is to keep digital copies of all your important documents. Easy examples, your ID, your passport, your travel itinerary, plane tickets, hotel confirmation. It could even be something like a vaccination card. If you're required to have a vaccine, I think most of those regulations have faded at this point, but that's good. Also, an emergency contact list, any important medical information. If you're traveling with kids, their birth certificates or any forms of identification for those children as well. Certainly, you don't want to be stranded and be separated from your children. That would be about the worst nightmare for anyone. Oh, I would say so. Yes, that would not be good at all. So what you're saying is take a picture of all of these separate things so that you have a copy of them. That's exactly it. So if you if you have a scanner, great, scan them in. Typically, you can get a clearer view of them with a scanner yeah. uh, than you can with a picture. Sometimes people take pictures and not the whole passport's in the frame or something like that. So I think the clearer the image, the better. But if if that's your only avenue, we all have a cell phone in our pocket these days. Take a picture of these documents and then save them in a secure cloud storage that you could access them from a computer anywhere. Hey, so, do you know if you'd be able to use them in lieu of? In some cases, you might be able to. But like coming home, if you don't have your passport, yeah. eh, I doubt they're going to let you come through customs with just a picture of it. But if you go to the embassy, at least you have something oh, to start that verification Okay, process. gotcha. I understand. Yep, All right. Yep. You know, if you have things like hotel confirmations in a checked bag and they lose your checked bag, it'd be awfully nice to have a copy of that accessible. Absolutely. I agree. As well. So, yeah, digital copies of all important documents, having that not only on your cell phone, but maybe in a cloud storage that you could access from another computer. Uh, so make sure you know the password to that account, too. <laughs> Good tip. <laughs> uh, number six would be avoid solo travel. So solo travel, although it can be fun and quite an adventure and a great learning experience, it can be a lot more risky. So bring a family member, a friend, or do a group trip so you're with other people along the way, especially in international travel. This will help keep you safe. I think when you're doing that travel, let's say you book a trip, you really want to go to Europe. No one wants to go there with you. Great, book the trip, but then do some group tours. You might meet other people in the same situation that can become a friend that maybe you do a couple things together and start to look out for each other a little bit more. And that's a that's a good suggestion is to like go on tours and stuff like that. I actually have, you know, traveled not far, you know, by myself and I usually would meet people and they I don't know, maybe they felt sorry for me, but they took me under their wing and I would have a buddy or two for the rest of the day. So that's always, you know, and I met them through these group tours. So, yeah, and I think typically on a group tour, if someone's trying to scam tourists or something they're not going to go through the trouble of going on these group tours <laughs> i mean i guess they could but i think yeah. again we're just trying to lower risk here have fun at lower risk right yeah, exactly you know i think that's it solo travelers are often easy targets right if you're clearly by yourself they know no one's watching your back if someone 
has malicious intent, it's a little bit easier. So can just be dangerous. So figure out a way to have a buddy in one way or another. All right. What do we have to keep in mind while we're on vacation now? So I'd say do a regular check-in with with your friends or family members at home. So set a regular interval. If you happen to be traveling by yourself, tell your significant other or family member, hey, I'm going to give you a call when I finish breakfast before I head out in the morning. And then in the evening after I finish dinner, I'll call and say, hey, I'm back at the hotel or wherever you're staying. Okay, that sounds good. This makes it really easy for your loved ones to know. And if you miss a scheduled check-in, Make sure they have the appropriate information to maybe check in with the hotel. Hey, have you seen Wendy or, you know, oh, yeah, we saw her check in. She said she was having trouble charging her cell phone or something. Great. OK, <laughs> then, you know, that that your family members. Say. That's why I haven't checked in. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yeah. That power inverter blew up in the hotel room. And um, <laughs> Please don't wish that on me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my wife when our boys were young and she had to travel internationally for work she uh was nursing and had to pump and she had a few times where she was in other countries and the pump blew up oh uh, no two times for her so uh, that was a tough thing to uh to try to navigate but i can imagine absolutely yeah so things like that happen it could happen with your cell phone or something like that if that's still the device you're using to communicate mm-hmm the next tip, Wendy, I'd say stay sharp, alert, and aware. So don't wander around appearing lost. Just like being a solo traveler, don't look like an easy target for folks, right? If you're lost, take a seat, stay calm, try to get your bearings and figure out where you need to go without looking like a lost puppy dog. I have to tell you, my husband and I have to work on this one. <laughs> we went to New York not that long ago. And we were trying to figure out a street and a woman walked by. She's like, what are you looking for? What do you need? <laughs> like We were so clearly lost. <laughs> right. Yeah. And, and, you know, New York, OK, could be dangerous, of course. Right. But I think many times in New York, people just ignore you. Right. <laughs> yes. I know. I couldn't believe I got somebody to offer us help. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you come over here to the Midwest, I mean, people will really give you everything you need. Yes, uh, I'm sure. <laughs> but uh, yeah, New York is not typically known for for being friendly. Uh, yeah, so we'll work on this one, not wandering around appearing lost. <laughs> that's right. That's right. But I would say this might connect with that. Pay attention to your surroundings, right? If you're walking somewhere, try to pick out a few markers along the way as you're going to a museum or something. So when it's time to come back... You can make sure you're on the right path going. Good idea. Um, don't drink too much, right? I mean, you know, we want to have a good time on vacation, <laughs> but we don't want to lose total uh, control of our senses. I don't know right? what kind of vacation you go on, but <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you know, if uh, you're you're in a, a resort town or a resort itself, and you're self-contained, okay, maybe you can push the limits on that one a little bit. But certainly, you don't want to be out at a restaurant far away from your accommodations and be totally intoxicated yes. to the point that you can't find your way back. No, it's not a good idea. Yep. Like we talked about with the Beijing tea scam, be aware of local scams, right? So a quick Google search these days can kind of find any of that stuff for you. In fact, even when we were, I could have done that step and maybe avoided the situation yeah. we're in, but hindsight's twenty twenty. So Listen to the podcast. We'll give you tips and save you a couple hundred bucks in tea, right? There you go. Um, so, yeah, just staying, being aware of 
common scams and common activities that happen in the area you're traveling traveling to could avoid that situation altogether. Another one, I'd say even if you make that buddy on the group tour, don't disclose too much information. Don't tell them, hey, I've never been here at all, and I'm totally unaware of what's going on here. Okay. Again, it makes you look like a victim. You know, don't freely offer where you're staying to everyone you meet to. And don't say, oh, it's only me and my husband traveling or something like that. Don't tell them too much information, right? If so you don't tell invite them, them back to my hotel room for an all-night party. Is that what you're saying? That's right. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm traveling by myself. Please come <laughs> back to my hotel that's here. I've never been here and have no clue what I'm doing. But I got a lot of alcohol back in my room. That's right. We're going to get smashed tonight. Um, yes, that would be a high-risk strategy. Okay, me. gotcha. So don't do that. Okay. Um, yep. And then right. lastly, I have hide an emergency cash stash. I think this is a great one. Um, you know, carry one set of, you know, cards, maybe some cash on you when you're out and about. Hide another backup, right? If you happen to be pickpocketed or robbed and you lose that, certainly you don't want to be without any money at all. In almost all cases, traveling, money can get you out of a lot of problems, right? Right. Yeah, uh, I can tell you, too, that I was just on a, a trip, the same one where I had all the blisters. Uh, my purse was stolen. I had it had my debit card in there, a credit card in there, cash. Uh, luckily, I had another separate credit card back at the hotel because I wouldn't have been able to eat. Uh, try I wouldn't have been able to do anything without yeah. having that second credit card. So, yeah, that's very important. Yeah. Well, and I think even if you're transporting some, so maybe you're on a European vacation and you're going from one city to another. So you're not going to leave it back in the hotel, but just not having everything in the same pocket, right? Right. Gotcha. If you have your ID, credit card, and some cash in one pocket, and then the rest tucked away somewhere else, that's a good diversification strategy, mm -hmm. right? You have it in a couple different places. You know, think of an unusual place, right? Mm -hmm. Don't put it in the hotel safe, right? Put it, hide it in somewhere where people might not suspect it. So, you know, you could even have like an empty toiletry bottle. They make a lot of those fake sort of safe oh, cans yeah. or something like that, okay. or even a pair of clothes that you're not wearing, just throw it in the pocket of another pair of pants or something like that. Sounds like they're very good ideas, Josh. Good, good, good. So, you know, Wendy, any other tips you can think of? I think we covered a lot here today. Yeah, I do think that we covered a lot. It's stuff that I would have not really thought of. So good. thank you. You are quite welcome. And Wendy, we put all this together into our monthly insights newsletter as well. So in the show notes, if you want to read through these or at least have a place where maybe you could print out a list of these uh, items, you can check that out in the show notes. We'll also link um, the 911 abroad list. So emergency numbers, if you're traveling internationally, quick way to find it there. Embassy as well. So you can find the local embassy to where you're going as well as the step enrollment page. So lots of resources if you got a cool trip coming up and want to make the most of it. Yeah, you made it really easy for us. Thanks, Josh. We're trying. We're trying. You know, that's a, that's the thing in retirement. You know, now you have more time to do these things. So mm -hmm. let's do it safely. Exactly. So if somebody has more questions, how do they get in touch with you? Sure. They can reach out to me at jleonard at leonardadvisorygroup.com. They can check out our website at leonardadvisorygroup.com. 
or give us a call at 412-998-PLAN. Okay. And thank you for joining us on the Relax It's Retirement podcast. Please like, follow, and share with your friends. Until next time, I'm Wendy McConnell. Thank you for listening to the Relax It's Retirement podcast, the show that helps you transition into a happy, fun, and intentional retirement. Click the follow button to be notified when new episodes become available. Visit our website at www.leonardadvisorygroup.com or give us a call at 412-998-PLAN. And don't forget to click the follow button to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Leonard Advisory Group, LLC. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service professionals with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning.